1: breaking news. U.S. news, world news, everything. And where news breaks. We got breaking news happening this morning. You don't want to turn away from us at all. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Yeah, baby. Now on FM 1071. Morning, morning, morning. Uh, tear up that low E string, son. Uh-uh. morning Morning. Five oh five Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. And we have some news for you today, stuff that we're going to dive off into. And as always, you're welcome to be a part of it, 210-599-5555. You can call and or text at that number. There's Elaine, good morning. There's Jimmy, good morning to you. There's Don, good morning. And I've got, uh, you know, I'll have a lot of news stuff to get through today. And, And it's their jobs to come up with stuff to lighten the load today to kind of take the stress off of some of this stuff because, man, this stuff blows your head up when you go through all this. So Jim and Don, Elaine, they'll come up with some stuff that we can kind of jack around on today and have some fun with as well. All right, uh, let's start with the escalator. Uh, Elaine got me the the police report. And uh, first of all, apparently, uh, 81-year-old Jewish man, apparently. That's of note, I would think, In today's interesting world that we live in, where Jews are under attack, huh? I think that's an interesting thing. Apparently, he's an 81-year-old Jewish man. There was one man and two women. Interestingly, you know how (coughs) criminals are. They're brilliant. Interestingly, apparently, a debit card was used, and their faces are clear on the camera. And the more that you read this police report, thanks, Elaine, for getting this. The old man, when he was yanked down, landed with such force that V1, that's victim one, had an imprint of the metal great stairs of the escalator on his head. Now, we've all ridden escalators. I saw one time somebody get trapped in the, you know, between those stairs and that metal, and you're not getting out. So, the metal grate, he hit that metal grate so hard that he had the indention of the metal grate in his head. Suspect one is then seen walking away. An unknown Hispanic female is with suspect one. Walks up to him and says something and walks away. But then the unknown Hispanic female purchases something from Register 56 with a debit card and a pen. Well, it seems to me that, that would be plenty to find a name, to go to a house, to make an arrest, and bring these people to justice. Not only do the old man have such. An incredible injury to his head. And by the way, he wanted nothing to do with any of this. The old man and his wife got in the car, and they left. And as they were driving away, she noticed he was bleeding profusely. He just wanted to go home. That's all he wanted. I just want to go home. And he was bleeding profusely from his head, according to the police report. I have it in my hand right here. And his wife called EMS because... And it's a good thing she did because once they came and got him, come to find out he had a broken finger and internal injuries as well. This is no small crime. And there are questions that we want to know. First of all, the, the, the you're going to hear people try to slough this off as, well, maybe, you know, there's something that happened precipitated this. People just don't walk up to people to do that. Sure they do. We've seen it in New York. I've been telling you all week. This is why this is important. This is important to bring these people to justice because you're going to have to stop it here. And Joe Gonzalez and his Soros buddies down at the DA's office are going to have press charges on these folks. And I mean, take it all away. Make it hard. Lock it up. Make it hard uh there is no reason on planet earth that these people should be walking amongst us to do this kind of thing to old folks in our community none they need to be locked up and it seems to me that the police have plenty did you say that they're going to have a some sort of press conference or something or the question they're not okay well we have the report here and that's the details on the report I find it interesting. Now, it, it may not mean a thing, let me stress that, but I do find it just uh, a tad interesting in this world that we live in with the attacks on Jews that are going on that this man apparently is a Jewish elderly man yanked down for no reason at all in an escalator at North Star Mall busting his head wide open on the metal grates and hitting so hard hitting so hard that the indention of the metal grates are on his head. Is that attempted murder? Is that what that is? I don't know. I'd treat it that way if I was a prosecutor, though. I know what I would do. 210-599-5555. Okay, so in Kansas City, they're celebrating their third Super Bowl in fi- in the past five years. Big... Get together and, you know, these things, you see how big they are and how much fun they are and everybody turns out in their Chiefs gear and they're cheering on the players who are drunk up on the stage. <laughs> Remember Tom Brady throwing the Vince Lombardi trophy to Rob Gronkowski from one boat to the next in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> oh, well, yesterday you could clearly see that Travis Kelsey was busted out of his mind the way he was singing and dancing. But then somebody's somebodies... somebodies show up, and start shooting. And there's, you know, the information about these suspects is really scant. Now, you can see, number one, and and I'm not normally one to point out their races, but the Democrats and the president and those people, they have pushed us into this, right? Because, and and you could see the ones that they handcuffed to haul off as suspects. You're handcuffing somebody to haul them off because they're a suspect, right? One of them was tackled by bystanders, right? Um, They're black. They're black. Now, the media is not talking about that side of it. And you and I both know, had you had three or two white dudes... One of them had an AR, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Well, you know what Richard Cantu on my station on ABC would be talking about all day, every day for the next 10 years. We don't even have to guess at that because they do it all the time. And all the other, all the other establishment media, they do that. So I thought that was kind of interesting that I've looked at probably 21 or 22 sites, and they have these three people or two people at least. They say there's a third. They have them in custody, but no names, no pictures,
2: and they're wearing red.
1: Well, they're wearing well. They're, of course, the Kansas City red. You know, they've got well, the Kansas City stuff. red. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they uh, there's no names, no pictures, nothing about social media accounts. You know, every time this kind of thing happens, we went to his Facebook page and we saw this, and social media is showing that. And oh, look at him with all the swastikas and all the good. You don't see any of that. I found that very interesting. You know what else I found interesting? Here's this big public gathering of a celebration. This is a good time. It's fun. Let's cheer them on. They did great. Well, what a great year. And they did. They had a great year. They did great. But dude walks up with an AR. You're not going to conceal that. You're really not. I mean, and he stands there behind the barricade because we've seen the AR laying against the barricade. And nobody turns and says, hey, man, what you doing with that? <laughs> or says to all those police officers standing around, hey, man, um, there's a guy over here with an AR. What? Hey, 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 uh, bye, bye, bye. hey you, you want to check? Come on now. Something ain't right. I, I, j- let me put it this way. God forbid, you know, I'm not suggesting this, but let me just make an analogy. You go to an Iosa or a Fiesta event, you're walking around. Having a good time, man. Got your chicken on a stick. <laughs> Got your beer cups all lined up in your hand, 14 tall, because you had 14 beers already. And some dude walks in there with an AR. Are you just going to walk on by? <laughs> are you going to stop and say, dude, what are you doing? Or are you going to grab a cop and say, i I I'm g- I'm just guessing that if you saw a dude with an AR at that type of event, then you're going to bring it up. So there's a whole lot of questions, whole lot of questions about this. One woman who was a disc jockey at uh, KKFI Radio out there, Lisa Lopez Galvan, mother of two, is dead. She was one that was shot. Apparently 22 people shot, nine children shot. And the White House... I say the White House because Joe Biden doesn't know how to operate an X account. The White House says we got to take guns away from you. you got to give up your gun because three black guys or two black guys shot a bunch of people in Kansas City, and so you can't have your gun. That's what they said yesterday. It's time to act, time to get these guns away. At a time when we are being invaded at the southern border, when we face World War III, when we face the biggest crime wave the country has ever experienced, and Biden's answer is, you need to give up your gun. Were you in Kansas City yesterday? Did you shoot anybody? Did you kill anybody with your gun? Anybody at all? Have you ever shot and killed anybody with your gun? And that is the point. You're the guilty one, and you've got to give up your gun because criminals are shooting people in some instances. And that's interesting to me. And again, this seems rather trite, but it is real. Should you give up your car every time somebody in their car drives drunk and kills somebody? Should you give up your car? Because it's exactly the same thing. It is exactly the same or in any other criminal case, should you give up your civil liberties and your rights and your freedom because somebody else violated the law? And i got to tell you, <laughs> there are a lot of stupid people out there that believe that, that believe the answer to this is for law-abiding good guys to give up their guns. a lot of stupid people out there. There's a ton of stupid people. Look, they elected Joe Biden, right? or cheated Joe Biden into the office. but there's a lot of stupid people out there. And they believe that you in San Antonio or in Texas need to give up your gun because of the shooting in Kansas City yesterday. Quick call from John. You're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, John.
3: I was listening to
4: your report on the uh, 81-year-old man that was yanked down the escalator. And I was uh, also amazed at how easy it was for you to uh, do the police work that that led you to where it did and it should be an embarrassment to the criminal justice system in san antonio and thank you for your your work
1: thank you john appreciate it very much let's tell you about river city oral surgery dr mark abercorn great guy I call him sweetheart of a guy because he really does have a heart of compassion. He's a religious man, believes in God, got a great family, he's a family man, rancher, takes care of the animals. He's just one of those, you know, (laughs) well-rounded individuals, the kind of guy that I like to do business with, right? And when it comes to oral or facial surgery, when it comes to dental implants, when it comes to replacing those missing or broken teeth, when it comes to getting the infection out of your mouth, if you're dealing with stuff like that, you want to get in touch with Dr. Mark Havercorn, and he has nothing to hide. That goes back to what I was saying about him being just a great man. He's got nothing to hide. That's why everything that he does and the prices are right on his website at RiverCityOMS.com. So if you're looking and thinking and considering implants, okay. If you're considering other kinds of facial or, or oral surgery, great. You know, wisdom teeth removal and stuff like that. He can handle all that for you. And you're going to know exactly what it's going to cost when you log on to Uh, RiverCityOMS.com, RiverCityOMS.com. Check him out. Book your appointment today at RiverCityOMS.com. Hi, it's Trey Ware for Texas. For a race for the White House.
3: I think it's easy doing this stuff, right? News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
1: Mm, Love you, San Antonio. Olivia. Gotta believe it's magic, baby. Mm Mm-hmm. It's 523-550-KTSA-FM-1071, Trey page, KTSA.com, giving you the information that you need to live in liberty, liberty and truth. If you know the truth, you'll never be a slave to any man or government. And so here's some truth for you. This whole thing yesterday, oh, Russia's going to do nukes in space, man. You better pass that Ukraine thing. If you don't, Russia's going to put nukes in space and kill us all. Mike Turner, don't let the fact he's got an R behind his name fool you. The man is an insider. He's a swamp critter. When, When he walks around, the swamp juice drips off of him. Never met a vote for Ukraine that he didn't love. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know the story? Okay, so... Mr. Turner comes out. He is, uh, by the way, i want to get this exactly right, chair of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He said this. Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. Fox News alert. I am requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. And so, ABC goes on, of course. Russia wants to put nuclear weapons in space. That's what's happening here. Russia's going to take us out with nukes in space. NBC calling the matter a serious issue that could lead to a destabilizing situation. It is a national security threat. And so that's what you hear on the radio and on television. a serious national threat. got to take us all out. Um, Well, let me just bring some reality to all of this. This information has been known in Washington about this serious national threat for quite some time. The insiders in Washington, there is absolutely no rush on any of this. In fact, they scheduled a meeting on this. It's going to happen here today or tomorrow. Uh, they scheduled it a month or so ago. Okay, so if it were that, if it were that, you know, harsh of a deal that you know imminent threat to our national security, then they would not have scheduled this for a month away, and they're not even pressured or in a hurry about this. In fact, the Speaker, Mike Johnson, said there's no cause for alarm. We asked the White House for a meeting on the matter last month, and we're having it today or Thursday. If it took a month, that says they're not. this is not hair on fire, okay? Now, two things. First of all, we do have national security threats in our country. I I can't put a number on how many terrorists have come into the country over Biden's open border policy. I have heard estimates from the intelligence community could be a million or more terrorists have made it into the United States, but I don't know that. I do know that many terrorists have come into the country. So are we under a threat? You bet. And it's a threat from everything from yanking an old man down in the middle of the mall, you know, practically killing him, to shooting up a celebration in Kansas City and all these other things that we see going on, right? We live with a national security threat every day caused by Biden's open border policies. So I'm not discounting a national security threat. The national security threat is real. But every indication is... That it's not from Russia concerning what's going on in Ukraine. This was, well, you know, you know exactly what it was. This is fear-mongering to pressure Congress to pay for or to pass the legislation. That's all. If you don't pass this legislation, you know, um, then, then Russia's going to blow us up in space with nukes, okay? So you better pass this legislation to make sure Russia doesn't blow us up in space. That's what that was. Oh, and one final thing. The guy who leaked the information, who set the world on fire with this yesterday, this Mike Turner guy? He met with President Zelensky in Kiev four days ago. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Now, you wouldn't drive a car without... Treyware 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Traywear page, KTSA.com, KTSA.com, 210 599 com Boy, you know, I am just looking at this weather, and phew, after this cold snap this weekend, temperatures go straight up, and no, not ready to call an end to, you know, cold weather yet, or an end to winter yet but we're going to see 80 degrees next week in the area and, and maybe even more in other parts of the area as well it could be 83 85 in some parts out west of us uh next week so i don't know it's highly unusual for us to hit that and then fall back into a deep freeze uh once again um all i know is i'm not going to plant any plants yet <laughs> but i i am going to fertilize the yard probably next week hey, hey let me know what you're thinking about these news stories as we roll through them this morning Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. lots of news for us to talk about let's start with trucker mike where are you mike
5: yeah i'm in uh florida right now yeah i'm in florida i might be uh, going to daytona i'm not sure i might be going to daytona car race this weekend um i gotta see if i can uh, get some tickets but I'm rolling towards Florida. Well, Mike, right now. all
4: you got to do is show up there and tell them who you are. They'll let you right on in, man. You and the truck. Mike, I will buy your tickets. There man. you go,
1: man. So you're in. Jimmy going to buy your ticket. You're in.
5: <laughs> uh, I don't know. He might not be able to. It might be a sold out crowd. <laughs> I, I appreciate the offer, but uh, it might already be sold out. But, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm kind of leery right now after what happened in Kansas City, you know, being in big crowds. But, um, Yeah, listen, Trey, like you said earlier, man. How can, how can, okay, they supposed to have security at this parade. How can three individuals with AR-15s walk into a, walk into a parade and start gunning people down? Uh, something, something is not right. I don't see how these, how three people can walk into a crowd and start shooting like this. Uh, something is not adding up. But like I say, let me let me just say this right quick. If you think those terrorists are not taking notice of that, I guarantee you they got televisions, too. And they see that they said, wait a minute. Look, they saw how easy it was to do the deal yesterday in Kansas City. And thanks to Joe Biden, they already in the country. So uh, just just so people know that those terrorists have TVs, too. And I thank you for taking my call tonight.
1: Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. And by the way, if you uh, get close to Daytona and you want to be a pit crew on a car, I'll get back in a car and drive if you'll be my pit crew guy. Um, I'm not counting out. I know, Jimmy, you pulled your mic over, so you want to say something. And, and Don and Elaine, if y'all want to say something about this, too. I'm not, I am not counting out that this could be a terrorist attack. Look, they haven't released any information about the dudes. We saw two of their, two of the guys that were handcuffed. We saw their pictures on national media yesterday. Two black guys. All right? Um, we don't know anything else about them, and that's the point that I'm making. If these were, you know, white supremacists, you know, from the KKK or whatever, you would see pictures of them, and you would see their pictures with their guns, you know, look at him here on his social media. They haven't released anything about these guys. No names. No social media, no background on any of them, nothing. They went super silent on this. Now, I know why the media goes silent on it. It's a race thing. The, re- the media being the propagandists for the Democrat Party, it's all about, you know, identity politics, right? So if it's a white guy or three white guys that would have done this, well, then that's one story. Oh, boy, you know, it'd be all over the press. Look at these white supremacists killing all these people up in Kansas City. And our own ABC would lead the way. But we don't know anything else about these guys. I just find that really strange. And the other thing that I find strange, I think, Jimmy, you may disagree with me a little bit on this, but the other thing that I find strange is that dude's got an AR-15. All I saw was one. Now, there might have been more, and I heard an AR-15 on the video that I saw. And I know what an AR-15 sounds like. I won't tell you why, but I know what an AR-15 sounds
4: like. Uh, we've all shot it ar Okay, there you go. So you know the
1: loud boom that it makes.
4: They're very fun. And you get some Tannerite, and you blow up
1: stuff. <laughs> or you shoot a propane bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. Well, how do you walk around at a Celebration? Now, Jimmy, you and I were just talking, and you said, well, guys protected the uh, the cenotaph with it. I get it. At a protection of a cenotaph or protection of the Alamo during the BLM rights, those guys that went but down
4: there. Uh, it was just the fact that they were carrying them, and when you have lax gun laws, you're used to seeing that. I mean, if yeah. you can walk downtown San Antonio with an AR-15 and there was like over 30 people with it that day. Yeah, but but here's and here's where we disagree. It's that. not that
2: hard. It, L- look at the Lakewood shooter.
1: Oh yeah, well she she the, had it under a trench coat. Yeah. This guy didn't have a trench coat. The guy they tackled yesterday was just in it a sweatshirt. Like he was
2: wearing red sweats or yeah. something. Yeah, he just, was. No, wearing the guy red they
1: tackled, sweats. he he had a sweatshirt on. He didn't have a trench coat on, so he had nowhere to hide the AR-15. He uh, it was pants. obviously in no, it was obviously in plain sight.
4: But they have open carry laws in Kansas City. I understand, but what my point is.
1: You would expect that if you're saying, I'm going to defend the Cenotaph or I'm going to defend the Alamo, you would expect that, right? But at a, at a NIOSA, you know, or a, a celebration of, of fun at Kansas City, you're not just going to see guys. It's, it's highly unusual even in open carry states like Texas. How many times do you see people walking around with an AR-15 strapped on their back? How many times? And it, it, have anybody here actually seen it with your own eyes other than in the media? Have no. you encountered that in person? No. That's my point, is that it would be so unusual, even in open carry states like Kansas, or, or Missouri, or here in Texas, to see somebody like that and not say anything. That's, what, he that's my point. Did have
2: a backpack point. or anything?
1: I didn't see one. They did. Yeah, they had a backpack, had next, a backpack? To, next to the if gun. If I see a
2: guy dressed in a red sweatsuit looking like Santa Claus carrying an AR-15 I'll tackle him. Well, the <laughs> he doesn't look like a cop. He's and, not a cop. Well,
1: okay. That's my point. Is that he had a uh, he had a bag sitting next to the AR, and there were red sticks like like looks yeah, like yeah, dynamite yeah. sticking out of the re- out of the bag. Okay, I these red that. sticks. I don't know. It didn't I? Don't think it was dynamite. I think it might have been flares. You know, these guys use those explosives. You know, to create yeah. havoc. So it might have been something like that. I don't know. And nobody knows, all right? So they just
2: we're, didn't do their but homework on look,
1: I, I'm crowd Look, I'm a pro-gunner. Yeah. I have one on me right now, okay? Right. I do, too. Yeah. I, but here's the deal. If I see somebody walking around something like a – I just use analogy of NYOSA, God forbid. I'm just using yeah, a celebration. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about
4: – Large crowd. Well – and, they and, and the type of
1: crowd. Again, if we go back to BLM in 2020 and the guys who went and stood in front of the Alamo so they couldn't burn the Alamo to the ground. Do you remember that? They, they wanted to burn the Alamo to the right. ground. I remember and that. And guys went down there, citizens went down there with their guns to be the backup for the cops. And that was good that they were there because they deterred the Alamo from being attacked by Black Lives Matter. Uh, but in that type of situation, you would expect it. You would, you would say, okay, yeah, I, I, I know why you got guns. But if you're at a celebration at a party and guys are walking around with ARs on the back, that's highly unusual. That, that would is. that would raise a red flag. That's enough red flag to say, hey, man, what are you doing? Are, are we not living in the post-Las Vegas shooter situation? Are we not living in that
4: world? So,
2: people just aren't observant. They're well, not observant. Could be.
4: In 2023, they had over 1 million people attend the parade. And they reportedly 800 officers in the area for the parade yesterday and we have 1 million there's there's over 700,000 people yesterday easy <coughs> uh, they just the whole city shuts down sure. for the chiefs it's like the spurs sure. they really don't have anything else except that franchise so I know the law enforcement did what they could and they brought in extra sure. reinforcement Absolutely. for the parade because of the 1 million in, attended a year ago you bet it's it's now it's just a numbers thing
2: they let their guard down that's all there is to it. They're not observant, and they let their And how out.
4: can 800 officers monitor 1 million people?
1: Well, they're not. It's you can't. It's you an can impossible. You, no. you couldn't
4: do it with Navy SEALs.
1: Yeah. And, it's and, a numbers game. So so why now? And I guess what we need to push for this morning is for this information to be released. Why now the clampdown on the identities of these guys? Exactly. Who they are? Where they're from? They're, they, this is the point, right? Is that on the one hand, we see it. When it's one group, you know, these white supremacists are out there shooting stuff up. And then on the other hand, when clearly the guys that were arrested yesterday, we saw the video of them being arrested, they were black individuals and complete silence.
2: It's a race thing.
1: Yeah. Well,
4: I'm not going to say it's a terrorist.
1: Just
2: like the Lakewood shooter a couple of days ago. Right. Have you heard anything else yeah. about her?
1: No. No. Oh, absolutely not. And that's my, and that's, and I got another one for you here at, at a Walmart parking lot in California, but. Uh, and that is my point, guys, is that, first of all, we uh, it, it, we don't know if it's a terrorist attack at all. I anticipate that we're going to have this kind of thing happen because of the terrorists that have been allowed into this country by Joe Biden. But be that as it may, if it's not, then we're clearly seeing – and look, I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that focuses on race. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world to focus on somebody's skin color. But the Democrats, the Democrat Party, the president himself – The uh, Democrat media in this country, they have all put us in the position of playing identity politics. And so you have clearly, because we saw the video, at least two of these guys are black. The other one we're told is black, but they didn't show him at all, being arrested. Okay, was this a racist thing? Was this these idiots that are uh, pulling? Because there's three of them in a coordinated attack. This was not just a a lone gunman going into a school. This is three people in a coordinated attack gangs well see that's they the other have, part
4: they have so many shootings in kansas city it's one of the highest rated in the in the country
1: well st louis right down the road is the number one yeah it's just like so, it's so like
4: chicago with cornfields so
1: right so here so here is the question if it was a gang related thing are these domestic gangs or are these gangs from down south like south america that have come up here that are wreaking havoc all i can tell you is they want to sow seeds of panic in this country. There will be terrorist attacks in this country. The FBI director has said over and over again, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and it's all related to the open border down south. We we're take, we're yeah.
4: not going to have any more celebrations like this with the... With, uh Champions. It's not going to happen. And that's
1: why we got to stop this stuff. Just like we got to stop the people yanking on old people on the escalators because we don't want this to grow. We don't want this to become the norm, right? Because if you don't push back and if you don't find out who these people are and if you don't bring them to justice, right, then it becomes the norm. It settles in like in Chicago. And now all of us, every city becomes Chicago. Correct. It becomes the norm like it has in Chicago. If you, you have to nip it in the bud and stop it early. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, it's Trey Ware for Tex- I-50
4: KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware, a peer courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline.
1: All right, our pledge line. If you'd like to say the pledge of allegiance on our show, just call it and leave it on there. 210-654-5155. That's 210 210- six five four fifty one fifty five six five four fifty one fifty five all right elaine jimmy don y'all got something to lighten the load here i um i want to take a break just a couple of minutes here from all the heavy news i got so much heavy news and big stuff and some sound to play and all that kind of stuff but you guys are supposed to lighten the load so what you got anything from anybody Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. <laughs> this
4: this is this was your idea. Yes, yeah, my idea is to not tell us until. <laughs> no, I did it. I did it an hour ago. Yeah, but you said lighten the load. Yeah, give us what a you topic. Got?
1: Well, I, I no no no. I, I said you guys are supposed to come up with something to to throw at me.
4: The old dog Suela, peed in the house last night. Well,
1: there you go. uh Oh well, that'll lighten the load. Mm-hmm. All right, so i don't gonna take it.
2: Put a diaper on her. <laughs> My God, she's been... How old is she?
4: S- 16. Well, there you she's go. She's been yeah. your it's, partner it's for time. 16 yeah. years. You want to know who lightened the load? Swayla did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: But she can't control it at this point. You see, that's what happened to our 16-year-old bullshit suits we had. Mm-hmm. They couldn't control it after a while. Man, it just wherever Are they, they really
2: were. they
1: called bullshit tzus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were a mix. So, exactly right. Of what? Bull Terrier and Shih Tzu.
4: I'm calling Bull Shih Tzu on that. (laughs) 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 Poor poor little Shih Tzu mom.
0: (laughs) I have an an elderly dog as well. Yes, you do. She was going through this this recently where she was just peeing on the floor for no reason. So I thought, well, maybe there's something wrong. Uh So I brought her to the vet and I said, you know, all of a sudden she's just peeing on the floor all over the place. And I don't know why. Is there something wrong with her? And he does, the, you know, he does the, 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 he examines her and everything else and comes back and says, no, she's just lazy. Right. <laughs> well, and so, yeah. and, and this
1: is why, I, when I went through this with our dogs, this is why I didn't criticize them. I just picked them up and, you know, cleaned up the mess. Because one day, guys, that's going to be us.
2: Hello, fellas. Yeah. Fellows,
5: yeah. <laughs> gonna, Probably by this weekend. weekend. be your spouse. Do you know by what, you know
4: what happened, Elaine? Uh. Swayla peed right by... Bex's food bowl. Oh well, there you go. She oh. was she was marking yeah. a little. You betcha. A little oh. territory. That's right. what Man. it was.
2: Here's your new water. Here's my it's
4: food. A- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. <Your> dogs are <laughs> being catty. All right. Okay. Now here's
1: one for you guys that I'll toss out. All the stuff that Travis Kelsey is doing.
2: Yes. What you were talking about earlier.
4: Oh, they're they're done. Okay. Taylor, so, Taylor and them, they're going to be done.
1: Let me give you two examples. First of all, during a game. He knocks Andy Reid, the head coach, 65-year-old, down, screams in his face, put me effing in, put me effing in. I want to yep. effing in, you know. And, and so,
2: amazingly, all the players were mic'd up, and he was not mic'd up. They did not hear exactly what he huh, said. Huh,
0: that's interesting. He, mm-hmm. said he, yeah, he said he was mic'd Yeah, he said he was. I was just waiting for it. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Nah, he was mic'd up. They just
5: not yeah. yeah, well, not they want and see, anyone. the
1: thing is, now, here's the question. Today, it's all over Daily Mail this morning. Here's another red flag for you. Travis Kelsey, too drunk to speak and has to be held up by teammates at the Chiefs parade yesterday. He was wasted. He was. Yeah, he was. He was trashed. Really trashed.
4: He sounded like Joe Biden. He couldn't read the lyrics that he wrote on his phone to friends in low places. Yeah. Yeah, but
2: he does. And Mahomes came up. He smokes marijuana. Oh, so I okay. think he cross-baited or whatever he okay.
4: called. it. You <laughs> cross pl- What is
1: cross-baiting? <laughs> cross pollinating? I don't know. My, my niece told me that you little... you're not
2: supposed to drink and, and smoke marijuana.
4: I don't know. Jimmy, what? Yeah. Is that true? Listen to her niece. <laughs> why Why do you need a second confirmation? Her niece because already Because I need her. somebody with personal experience. no, no. no. <laughs> I was telling her
2: um, when I got gummies in Las Vegas. Yeah. And I, you, you don't know, have a drink and take the gummies, machines, right? And you yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Annie no, you, you cross. Okay, so you
4: you so red flag. Wait a minute. Wait. You were asking me. I was going to tell you. You don't want to be really drunk. Yeah. And then smoke or take a gummy. Got it. That's right. bad. I'll never you do that. I don't want to be in it's
1: a like vice a bad buffet. LSD. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: right, a vice buffet. Okay, good line there, Don. So here's the question. He's being held up by Patrick Mahomes. At the, they took the microphone from him. They yank, one of the other players yanks it away from him because he's so drunk. Are these red flags to Taylor to run, get away from this guy? Not um, really,
0: because we feel like doing the same thing to you some days. <laughs> <laughs> it's her management.
4: That is yeah. going to nip this relationship because a, yeah, she is a, a look she's her. a global icon. Good Travis Kelsey is not global. Good point. And he right. looked like a jackass yesterday. And Mahomes was not as yeah. sober as he was. Right. Mahomes was drunk too.
1: Yeah, and he realized how bad it was. And so you're right. I, I think the, the mic from him. Remember. Tra- uh, Taylor Swift is not a person. She is a worldwide brand. She is a corporation. There are and, and there's thousands of people in that corporation known as Taylor Swift. Making
4: <laughs> over six figures because oh, every of, her. One of them. But
2: she often Everyone. talks about her drunk Taylor situation. Hashtag well, drunk Taylor.
1: Yeah, but they're not. They she, Jimmy's that. point is right. This this uh, branding, th- this this corporation her team. Of, yep. uh, of thousands of people. We're not just talking about a little bitty thing. Thousands of people in this corporation are not going to be risked to put at risk right. by somebody coming in from the outside who's an abusive drunk. If he is, and I'm not saying he is, but that's the problem that's ma- the management going team is facing. Flags. Yeah, man.
4: Well, what would Colonel Parker do?
1: Yeah, Colonel Parker. He would, would
4: shut that down if yeah. he didn't oh, yeah. think. Really least That's true. Work. Yeah. That's right.
1: You're right. He would get rid of all that, and then he would head to the tables himself and get drunk and gamble. <laughs> Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sine- Good morning, Angel. It's 6.07. Yeah. Man, that coffee sure tastes good. Oh, and I feel good this morning. I hope you do as well. going to be a great day today. A cool weekend ahead, but a big warm-up next week. More details on that coming up for you. Um, as always, you can be a part of the show, two one zero zero five 5555 I'm Trey Ware. Right over there is Elaine, over there is Jimmy, and over there is Don. and um, I, You know, I've been chronicling now for how many years you and I have had these conversations about the border and what's been going on at the border. Oh, by the way, just real quick, fog is real thick out there, too, so get an early start. Uh, the border. We've been talking about the border for quite some time. The border has been an issue that has been close to me for decades now. Uh, I've seen what's been going on at the border Uh, how it's been used as a political football to try to beat uh, people over the head, particularly law-abiding citizens of this country, uh, into giving in to open borders. And the open borders crowd took over three years ago in the White House, opened the border, and now you've seen the results. And according to the Washington Post this morning, Joe Biden has come up with a plan to release thousands of illegal aliens into the streets of America, even more than he has been bottom line is this is an extortion scheme since you are not giving me the bill i want which was a poison pill bill in order to process even more illegal aliens at the border since you're not giving me the money i want i'm just going to release more into the country and i'm going to start shutting down detention centers Well, I've been telling you since Joe Biden became president and he started this on the first day that he is in violation of the Constitution and he should be impeached and removed from office. Why? Well, just first of all, he took an oath to defend the borders of this country, first of all. Second of all, the law says you are to detain those who are seeking asylum until they have their hearing. And Joe, here he is. The report from the Washington Post. So you can't say to me, that's Newsmax. That's Fox News. That's right-wing diatribe. No, that's the Washington Post, which is the newspaper of record for the left between them and the New York Times. And they're saying, all right, Biden's going to start releasing tens of thousands of more illegal aliens on the streets of America, and he's shutting down the detention centers. That is an impeachable offense. Now, let's talk about his border results. Just this morning, we're hearing from the county sheriff in Detroit, Michael Bouchard. And the county sheriff up there is talking about how organized gangs from South America, illegal aliens, have stolen millions from homes around gated communities in Detroit. In a very well-coordinated, organized effort, they are stealing safes and jewelry and precious metals and so on. We're talking millions and millions of dollars. This on top of the scooter gang I told you about last week where they were riding up and stealing phones from people and then emptying out their Venmo and their PayPal accounts. And they are so well-organized that they are getting around the high security of cameras and alarms at wealthy homes in Detroit. And now we have found out that more than 20,000 illegal aliens from China have walked around that opening in the, um, in the wall near San Diego so far this year. And the vast majority of them are young Chinese men. This is happening to our country. You see the results right here in San Antonio. You see the shanty towns. You see the trash. You see what's been going on. You see it with your own eyes. We see it all across this country. I want to welcome to the show this morning a man who uh, actually knows better than most what this is all about. Victor Avila was a special agent when in Mexico he suffered multiple gunshot wounds, survived a violent ambush by the Los Zetas uh, drug cartel. We remember the story because special agent Jaime Zapata lost his life in that. And Victor Avila says we need to make a, a difference here. And he's running for District 23 here in Texas, and he's joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Welcome to the show, Mr. Avila. How are you?
3: I'm doing uh, good, Trey. Um, um, it's um, it's a, g- a great pleasure to be with you, but I wanted to remind you, today is actually the anniversary of that horrific event that Agents about and I went through on February 15th of 2011. Tell us about it. Well, uh, it was a horrible day. Uh, We we were assigned to the U.S. Embassy in Mexico City, and um, on a box assignment, if you will, on the way back to Mexico City, we were ambushed by two SUVs uh, full of Zeta cartel members. Uh, They shot at us over 100 rounds. Agent Zapata was tragically killed next to me in the line of duty. I'm here by the grace of God being shot three times and so i was listening to you uh everything you're saying about the border and you're spot on and for me it's uh on top of all that that you just said is also personal because i have also seen with my own eyes the evil and imminent threat that we face in our state of texas in our country uh from the cartels from china uh, fentanyl poisonings the methamphetamine problem in this country and public safety issues, national security, the bigger picture because border security is my life. Uh, that's what I've done my entire uh, adult life in different capacities at the state level, federal level, and obviously international level as a diplomat in Mexico and Europe. And so a lot of this has to do not only with our policies obviously here on the U.S. side, but our foreign policy, uh, having to deal with these governments that need to be held accountable somehow we have taken on the burden from the rest of the world. And what I want to do is help shift that burden back to these countries so they can then start taking care of their people uh, um, to, to start eliminating what this invasion and, and uh, you know, it's chaos, really what it is.
1: And I, I understand that me, that's, a, yes. that's the long-term uh, fix to this. In the short term, in the immediate term, what needs to be done at the border?
3: Oh, uh, well, that's, that's actually the easy part. We, we give back the authorities uh, to our Border Patrol agents, to our ICE agents, and not, and not just those two agencies, by the way. Uh, we're talking about DEA, FBI, all other agencies have been affected by the policies of this administration. Uh, that's the easy part. But it's a matter of following our law. You said it. It's a, following our Constitution, uh, the laws that I enforce. You see, that's the biggest difference. Between prior administrations and this one is that we were enforcing the laws. I took down humans, uh, Chinese human smuggling cases from China through Mexico to New York Afghan smuggling uh, human trafficking i 'm a subject matter expert in human trafficking investigations. we were uh, you know trying to hold the line if you will we were working and and we need more of that and uh, securing the border um, but that doesn't exist right now. That's the easy part. The, the more difficult part is going to try to undo the destruction that has already been uh, uh, committed yeah. in the last three years. And we're talking about deportation. It's going to happen. But uh, I always tell people the truth. Listen, it's, it's cumbersome. It's, it's going to be uh, it, that's not going to happen overnight. But sure. We will do it. We, we will get get it done for sure.
1: Well, it must be done. Uh, and by the way, Victor is a lifelong uh, member of the NRA and held at least uh, for a long time the longest handgun shot. Do you still hold that record, world record for that?
3: Uh, I, I, yeah, <coughs> 2010 wow. yards with a pistol. I was just a shot show That's uh, last month <coughs> in Las Vegas. That's awesome.
1: Um, so, you know, specifically now, Victor, when we're talking about what's going on here, I I have been told by those in the know that our taxpayer money, either directly or is funneled through the UN and both, goes to these NGOs. And these NGOs have quite a recruiting and um, and, and human smuggling operation set up between South and Central America to the United States that they go out and they recruit people. Uh, They're recruiting young men right now to place them in this country, and I have my thoughts about that that I've shared with my audience many times. They recruit uh, pregnant women, so they get here and they have what's called anchor babies. But that our taxpayer money is paying for this river of people to flow into this country. And there's quite a network of, of uh, infrastructure that is, that is set up along the way with camps and food and money and shelter and transportation to get these people into our country, and our taxpayer funds are paying for it.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's going through. So if you ask the, the government, uh, like CBP and these agencies, they'll, they'll deny saying we don't pay these. Uh, people directly. Well, it's not directly, but it's through the State Department. It's through FEMA. It's our U.S. tax dollars that are funding the NGOs. One of my first actions uh, in Congress will be to defund them and strip them of their C3, C4 status because they are the facilitators. I cannot believe the authority that has been given to these NGOs like Endeavors, Border Mission Hope, Catholic Charities that have... I used to arrest them for doing what they do now, They're in violation of alien smuggling and so many other violations that now they're untouchable, especially these facilities that we have, the one in San Antonio, the one uh, in Eagle Pass, in El Paso, all over this district uh, that they continue to operate with impunity. We must uh, take care of that. That's going to be an easy part. We strip them of their funding. We we, we take away their status, and and we're going to get rid of that. Uh, uh, And it, it has to do with the funding because it's us, and it is through the U.N., it goes all the way down to the Darien Gap, where we are setting these yeah. people up by setting up with money. Uh, you know, the females get uh, female condoms, the morning after pill, because they will get raped, mm-hmm. and so they set them up to bring them through these journeys. The last time I was at the border, I was talking to a lot of them. You know, they were they were telling me, and I was a little bit surprised that the the worst part of their journey was no longer the Darien Gap; it was Mexico mm-hmm. uh, because of the corruption the officials, is not so much the cartels, mm-hmm. even though obviously that's a big factor, but we got to remember the other corruption uh, aspect of it as well.
1: One final thing for you, Victor. Victor Avila, who's running for Congress, is joining me now on KTSA, victoravilaforcongress.com. Um, so what are your intelligence sources or the people that you know kind of telling you on the QT about uh, activity here in our country? We have allowed in a bunch of gangs. We were told by the FBI yesterday that two major gangs are now MS-13, and I don't even know the name of the other one, are teaming up um, in Long Island and other places across the country, that we have let in tens of thousands of terrorists from around the world have come across the southern border while it's been wide open the past three years. What are your contacts telling you about the possibility? Oh, by the way, the FBI director has also said it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when a major terrorist attack happens in this country. Could be any minute. What what are your contacts telling you about that?
3: That is absolutely true. As a matter of fact, HSI, where I used to work at uh, Homeland Security Investigations, created a, a, a theft ring uh, uh, division to combat exactly what you're talking about. And the other gang that you're ta- you wanted to uh, uh, mention is Tren de Aragua. It's this big cartel from Venezuela who has teamed up with MS-13, has teamed up with the Mexican cartels, you see, everybody wants to team up with the Mexican cartels. Why? Because they produce billions of dollars, and these terrorist organizations, Hezbollah, Hamas, Iran, they know that they could be helped and financed in their uh, uh, terrorist activities. Yep. There is no doubt they are here in our country, and, and that's the scary part. But it, for me, it's about public safety and national security. We need to take these people out because they're a threat to our everyday communities. 100%. Victor, I do appreciate your time this morning. Hopefully, we'll visit again soon.
1: Thank you, Trey. Thanks for the time. You bet. Victor of Congress.com is where you'll find out more details about him. Quick break. Trey Ware, KTSA.
4: When liberal Allen Schoolcraft served in the Texas House. And my name is fine. News song 550 KTSA and FM
1: 1071. Mm-hmm. You can tell by the way I walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Mm. The Bee Gees 1978. Love it. 625, Trey Ware, there's Elaine Jim and Jimmy Don. My wife's going to love this story. <laughs> we have this conversation a lot. Have you ever gone into a restaurant at an off hour like right now and to have breakfast and you're like the only one there and you go sit down and there's nobody else? Because this happened to me a lot. Bill Miller's around the corner from my house. This used to happen to me every Saturday and Sunday morning because I'd be the first one in and I'd be the only one there. And then the whole restaurant's empty, right? And then... People, when they come in, they have their choice of a million tables in there, but they come right to the table next to you. You ever notice that? And they sit right next to you. Now, there's a million other empty tables in the restaurant, but they come right over there. There's a guy on the Daily Mail this morning. He was the only one on a Southwest flight. The plane was empty. The only passenger. And he sits down in the window seat. (laughs) Nobody else. Dude walks on. There's only two passengers now on the entire flight. Dude walks on and sits right behind him. <laughs> he's got he's got 150 some odd empty seats he can choose from on this plane, and he sits right behind him. And it's good, this dude that takes a selfie and he goes, "Man, do you really have to sit right there? Can you not like spread out? We can two two people on the entire airplane, and one is sitting at the window." and the only other guy chooses to sit right behind him. By the way, Southwest is not a seating. You can sit anywhere you want to on Southwest. What, is, is there a reason for that? Are, are we such herd mentality creatures that we have to do that? Because i, I got to tell you, just being honest with you guys again, the, the thing that I loved about COVID and the whole pandemic thing that I wish would last forever is the six feet deal. I like that whole idea. You know these restaurants with their booths that used to be the booth didn't have any protection around the booth, and then Kobe came along and they, they built that protection. I love those booths. I will eat at a restaurant. Alamo Cafe built those booths. Jim's Restaurant built those booths. I will eat at a restaurant just to have that kind of well, that kind of privacy. <laughs> when, when I'm standing in the line to check out, I was at, um, at Walmart yesterday or the day before. And I chose one of the busy lines because I had a few things to get. Couldn't do the personal checkout thing. And I always stand back by the candy and let the person up there clearly at least eight feet separation, at least. Because what I can't stand is when I'm putting my card in the machine and somebody's standing right, the next person's standing right next to me at the machine. And I have actually turned to them in the past and i said, do you want to pay my bill for me? I mean, you're up here like you want to pay the bill. So is that something you need to do? Um, I just like the whole idea of a little separation. And apparently this guy on the Southwest flight, he was none too happy that the only other passenger on the airplane chose to sit right behind him. All right. Mostly cloudy today, 73, but it's going to be very warm next week. Uh, Prepare for 80 at least in the area and in some places even warmer than that. Say about our friends over at Amogee Bank, I just, I got to tell you, I do business with Amogee on a daily basis, and it's been a pleasant experience for the entire decade or more that Nancy and I have been banking with Amogee Bank. Uh, First of all, it's been more than a decade, it really has, because the first thing we did with them was a a refi on our mortgage. That's when the interest rates were going down, and we said, hey, we're going to jump in on this, and we refied our mortgage, They made that really a simple, streamlined uh, progress, um, with no problems and just easy to do with Amogee. And Then I became friends with David McGee, who is the president of the bank, and learned about their dedication and devotion to families and taking care of families right here in the state of Texas. And they are truly dedicated to families. So whether it's your family's personal wealth and protecting it and growing it and using today's environment to be able to grow your wealth even while you're asleep, or a business that you're thinking about getting into with family members. Nobody knows more about family business than Amegy Bank with great advice, wonderful bankers, and more than $12 billion in assets. So they've got the money to back your family-run business, no matter what it is, no matter what you intend to do. So get in touch with them today. They're online at AmegyBank.com, or they have you know more than 80 branch locations around here. They're very easy to get to. Uh, you can see it all again at com. Amogee N-A, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
4: You want to know the difference between Steve Allison and Mark?
1: Uh-uh. Soft sell. Tainted low. Baby. 637 Trayware, KTSA. This is something I was going to address later in the show, but I'm receiving so many copies of this story people sending to me. You can do that uh, by text at uh, 210-599-5555 or email trey at ktsa.com. But it's about this uh, George Soros deal of him taking over Odyssey. Uh, Is that how you say it? Odyssey, right? Okay, because I said audacity one time because I put a T in there, but it doesn't belong. It's Odyssey. And uh, basically there's 220 radio stations that have gone belly up. And uh, he came in with a lot of money and is buying those radio stations and apparently a a majority stake in Odyssey because they were bankrupt as well. Uh, And he's going to have, obviously, the Soros family will have major influence on those radio stations. Apparently. Uh, Not apparently. That's exactly what he's doing. (laughs) Look, here's the deal. Um, When I got started in this business, we had a thing called Equal Time. That's what they called it, right? And every time you said anything that was political... You had to write down what you said and how many seconds and minutes it lasted. Then you had to actively seek out an opposing viewpoint and offer them the exact same number of minutes and seconds. And it became such a headache and a hassle that everybody just started doing, you know, cooking shows. You know, what's the latest recipe there, uh, Jimmy? What did you use to cook your enchiladas over the weekend? Whatever. And everybody got away from doing controversial topics. That was the plan from the left. Ronald Reagan comes along, and Ronald Reagan says, to hell with that, you, you have the First Amendment right to say whatever you want to. So, no, you can say it. And if the other side wants to say their side of it, they can seek it out and find a way to say it. Fine. So the way it should be. And then along came Rush Limbaugh, and he was the savior of AM radio and political talk radio in America. And then it just grew from there. Um, but throughout the years, we have all had a target on our backs. No doubt about it. They have looked for many ways. There, there was an organization that tried to buy this company years ago, probably 30 years ago or more. And what they wanted to do with it was turn it into a sports station because at that time they had two of the strongest shows in America with Rush Limbaugh and the wear pair on this show, on this station. And this organization wanted to buy this station and turn it into a, a sports station and get rid of Rush Limbaugh and Ricky and Trey Ware and Brad Messer and people like that. Get rid of them. Uh, there have been targets on, on conservative talkers for a long, long time. They have tried to, every time a Democrat gets into power, reinstate what they call the, the fairness doctrine, which would basically destroy what we do every day. Now, they've been working to do this through all kinds of ways. First of all, they tried, uh, remember Air America, where they had Janine Garofalo and all the lefties on there? And it failed. And why did it fail? Because it's a failed business model. They can't create, they, they can't make any money with it. But that's not where America is or was at the time. And so they couldn't make any money. They couldn't sell any advertisers and sponsors. Um, and so it failed miserably, and it's, it's gone now. do not exist anymore. Uh, left-wing talk radio uh, and left-wing media doesn't work. It has to be forced and it has to be subsidized, a la PBS. They wouldn't survive without your taxpayer money. That's fact. And the only reason the ABCs and CBSs of the world are still around and survive, with all their left-wing nonsense, is they're backed by big corporations that are woke. Like Disney owns ABC, they're woke, and they use ABC as a propaganda device for their woke messages. I tell you that all the time. It's fact. But that doesn't mean that they haven't given up on the idea of getting rid of people like me the other people on the station, and other stations like ours. Because they are. <laughs> they, they they really want to do it. And so George Soros has the deep enough pockets where he can buy these stations and then operate them at a, at a loss, because that's what's going to happen if he changes it over, and he will, to left-wing talk, or if he starts to influence the people on the air. And I can honestly tell you that in all my years of doing this, I have yet to have anybody try to exercise any editorial control over me. Yet. Hadn't happened. Uh, No one has said, well, hey, you shouldn't be talking about that. Hasn't happened. We did have to sit the first, uh, when uh, another company bought this station 20 years ago, something like that, Uh, the head of the company, who's no longer here, uh, was an extreme leftist, uh, hate America kind of guy, and we had to sit in the lobby four hours last uh, one day and listen to him talk about how we need to become more like air america we need to be more left-wing and we need to be more pro open borders and all that crap and uh, they ran him off um so yeah it's a reality that they want to get rid of people like me and others who do what i do to inform you why because i just said it we're informing you they don't want you to be informed They want you to be indoctrinated. They want to spread enough junk around to the stupid people to have them vote one way. They can't stand the fact that there's opposition out there. That's why they're doing it on new media. You know, with Zuckerberg announcing this week, we're not going to allow any more politics on any of the meta platforms. No more politics on IG. No more politics on Facebook. We're just not going to allow it. We're going to take it all down. Well, of course they are, because that's where conservatives have a voice. Conservatives don't have a voice on ABC. I tell you that every morning. They don't have a voice on CNN. Those folks are safe, because they have the backing of the government and the leftists and the George Soros folks. So, yes, he's taking over, apparently, a, a majority stake in these stations. And, yes, if that goes through and is approved by the FCC, yes, he will will. Uh, yield or, or wield control over the editorial content, and yes, conservatives are going to be going away. That is exactly why it's important to support the people who support what we do, the mission that I have to give those people the love that you can, and you you do a great job of that because that's how we stay around so that we can be here and do what we do. And uh, with with the onslaught that goes on all the time. It's becoming even more important that we all stand up and, and, uh, and continue to have our voice because they're trying to shut your voice down. They don't want the truth to be out about what's going on in your country and in your world. So, yes, George Soros is going to take over 220 radio stations, and you're going to get a bunch of left-wing uh, diatribe from him. And uh, at some point, you know, his pockets are deep. But at some point, he's going to run out of money on that, too. And he'll sell them. But I guarantee you, it won't be until after November of this year. Everything hinges on November of this year. Let me tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited and the crew at Lifestyles to take care of you and your family when it comes to investing in real estate. You want to learn how to do this the right way? Okay. Here's what you do. Just log on to GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. These expert mentors in real estate, will teach you how to invest in real estate, get into what they call the wealth cycle, and begin building your wealth so that you can retire in five years or less. I've had friends that retired in two or three years. And then they came back after they retired. They said, that was way too much fun. I've got to do some more of this. And they're back into the wealth cycle. They don't have to financially because they've got enough income now from their previous investments. But now they're back into the game because they just love it. They love investing. Because what happens is, Investing in real estate can actually become a lot of fun. It's work. I'm not going to lead you down a primrose path on that. It's work. But it's, it's, it's so much fun when you're dealing with the lifestyles, folks, and how they do it. and get you, you, you get one property done, and the next thing you know, oh, give me another. Oh, give me another. Oh, give me. And it becomes something that kind of feeds on itself in the, in the world of fun, and you're accumulating wealth all along the way. Here's what you do. Go to the website. Make sure you use my name as your promo code because you get great discounts if you, if you do. GiveMeTotalFreedom.com, promo code Ware W-A-R-E.
4: At River City Flooring, they keep their prices. KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline.
1: Yeah. 6.51 now at KTSA. Somebody just texted me and said, that good morning, my comment was about the kids getting a hold of guns. Your opinion, how can we stop kids from getting a hold of guns? I need to say they steal from you, but how are you going to solve this problem for this killing? i 'm not real sure if you 're referring to me personally or if you're if the you there is is universally um, or and i 'm not real sure which killing that you 're talking about, but let me just be very clear on guns. Um, the fact that somebody takes a gun and shoots people in Kansas City does not cost you your civil liberties and never should cost cost you your god given rights guaranteed by the Constitution and your civil liberties. Your gun didn't kill anybody. Your gun didn't harm anybody. It should not have any effect whatsoever on your gun or your gun ownership. That's the first thing. Second thing is, as a responsible gun owner, it doesn't matter if it's your kid or the guy next door. As a responsible gun owner, it's your job to secure your weapon from anybody else. It doesn't matter who it is, right? You are responsible for that weapon. And in the case of it being lost or stolen, you're to contact the authorities immediately. Give them a description of the gun, the number if you have it, and then let them know that, hey, it's not in my possession anymore. Uh, Those kind of things are exactly what you are to do. But this is a... When I say minor, I'm talking about in numbers. I'm not talking about in severity because any of these shootings is obviously a very severe and serious matter. But when you talk about some 400 million guns in America, 400 million guns in America, the numbers of those that are taken or that are used in a crime uh, against the owner's will, is a very small, percentage-wise, number. Doesn't mean the severity of the crime is not severe, because it is. But what I'm saying is you don't change, you don't take away people's civil liberties and their God-given rights based on that type of number. It's brought forward in our consciousness because it is so severe, because it is terrible, because it is so unusual. That's why it makes the news. If it were usual and a common occurrence, it wouldn't make the news. And because it is such, and because it's a political football for the left, who wants to disarm you, a disarmed population is an easily controllable population. So they want to take your guns away from you. Even when you had nothing to do with what happened at Robb Elementary School or in Kansas City yesterday, they still want your gun because if they have your gun, then you are controllable. And governments throughout history have always disarmed the population before they have taken the population over and ruled them with a stiff hand because then you have no answer at all. And Joe Biden has made it perfectly clear that's his goal. Remember, he's got the F-16s. He says it all the time. He's willing to use them. So in this case, or any other, look, the uh, the analogy is because people, tr- you know, drink and drive and crash, or because people crash cars, we don't take the cars away from everybody and the rights of people to drive away from everybody. We don't. And there's a greater percentage of that happening in the numbers of cars in America versus the number of guns in America, the percentage in, in what we see happen so it is applied unequally and on purpose and as a political football all right um one of my favorite things on planet earth used to be and i don't eat them anymore because they just make me fat when i do and i'm watching my belly pop tarts who doesn't love doesn't everybody jimmy do you love pop tarts don do you love pop tarts I know Elaine does, right? Everybody got to love a Pop-Tart. I don't know if Don's
4: allowed to eat Pop-Tarts. Why not? There's no meat in there. I don't know. I mean, unless He it's... might be against preservatives. Or something. <laughs> Don? <laughs> no, I need all the preservatives I can get.
1: <laughs>
0: That's right. For maldehyde yeah. Pop-Tarts. I, I I've, <laughs> I've not had a Pop-Tart in
4: probably 10 years. Well,
1: because you and I do the same thing. It goes right to our waist, doesn't it?
4: Exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. I get them from Rob Thompson at the sports station. Yep. He, always, he has a stash of them in his office. Man, I love them. Elaine it's- likes to set them on fire. <laughs>
0: Facts. She's done it. <laughs> so
2: it. I forgot about that.
0: Pop tarts. <laughs> well- <laughs> Pop
2: tarts
1: started in 1964. Right. The original right. flavors were strawberry, which is still awesome. Blueberry, my favorite of all time. Brown sugar, cinnamon. Oh yeah, and apple. That's how they started, and now they got like a, you know a million different flavors and all that. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up the guy who invented pop tarts he worked for kellogg's his name was bill post bill post he died yesterday age 96 bill was a u.s army air corps in japan so he served in world war ii and he went to work for kellogg's and he decided he was going to develop this so he led a team that developed the pop tart back in 1964 bill was a uh, he was a gideon for 60 years, a member of the Gideons for 60 years. You know the guys who put the Bibles in the hotel rooms?
0: Right. He would put some Pop-Tarts in there, too.
1: Because <laughs> nothing goes better with Bible reading than a good, hot pop- Pop-Tart, right? Everybody yeah, helps. baby. Pop-Tarts are even good cold. I got to tell you, man. They're good <laughs> either way. Um, let's see here. He would read Scripture and offer prayer to any friend. He was just a really good Christian man. He always credited his wonderful life to Christ who gives me strength. He was married to his wife, Florence. Until she died in 2020, he was married to her for 72 years, 72 years. And you know, the people that knew him say that Bill would always leave you with a lighter heart and a brighter smile. That's the way he made everybody feel, a lighter heart and a brighter smile. And I got to thinking about that when I was reading the story. Isn't that what Pop-Tarts do? Yeah, kind of. Don't Pop Tarts leave you with a lighter heart and a brighter smile? I'm serious about that. When they that.
2: don't catch on fire. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, as long as Elaine's not warming them up. That's for you, an operator okay. error. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the Pop Tart, babe. Oh
4: God, that was funny. <laughs> I still claim it was designed. She planned it. She got her firemen. Well, up in that's here.
1: true. The good-looking firemen showed up over no, here. No, that's not
0: what happened firemen? at all. Oh, Shelton, no. showed Shelton showed up.
1: Shelton showed up. He was in a
4: bad mood. <laughs> oh, never mind. I retract my statement.
0: <laughs>
4: she well, had to there wake go. Shelton
0: up.
1: <laughs> Best laid plans, right? Yeah. All right, we'll continue in a minute. KTSA.
0: Hi, Danny Bose here from Southwest Metal
1: Reefing System.